Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Before we get too far into this, I want to thank the folks at Racetech. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Racetech. Show your bike some love. Uh, get motor work done. Get suspension work done. Pulp 22. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX, and they will dial you in at Racetech. They've been around uh, since the early 80s, and they're still making bikes work well. Motor work, suspension work. Uh, they can tune it. They can fix it. Whatever it is, spring rate stuff, uh, seals, bushings, all of that, uh, please check out uh, Racetech. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Pulp 22 is code to save with those guys. Thank you to that. All balls as well. Get ready to ride with All Balls Racing. After a long winter, your bike may be ready for some TLC, a carburetor rebuild kit from All Balls Racing. Get your bike in the top condition and ready to hit the road or trail. Give them a call at 555-402-8000. All Balls Racing, they're all in, so you can go all out. They got the carburetor rebuild kit options, but they also got like cams, pistons, uh, pivot works. Uh, yeah, a lot of brands under the All Balls umbrella and really, really good stuff. We give some of it away in Pulp MX Fantasy, of course, over the years. So thank you to All Balls and uh, on you people for listening. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Salt Lake City Review Pod. I'm going to talk about what happened in both classes, the showdown, the 450 stuff, a little bit of on Bam Bam, obviously. And then also we'll talk about the LCQ challenge from the folks at Yamaha. Thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. They launched some uh, LE gear this weekend and uh, looked really good on Justin Brayton, on uh, RJ Hampshire, Jalik Swole, and, and the uh, Fly Racing guys. So thank you to those guys. Uh, Formula Helmet's amazing, and they got styles and everything else that can uh, suit your needs. Thank you to the Fly Racing guys. Get it from motorsport.com uh, or, or uh, your local dealer. Thank you to Renthal. More championships than all the other brands combined. Renthal.com. They've got a history of innovation. Way back in 1969, uh, factory Hondas never used a different bar or sprocket uh, ever since uh, 1986. So that says something, of course. Uh, Kawasaki also using Renthal. Red Bull KTM, Renthal.com, fat bar, twin wall bar, 7 eighths bar. They got it, man. Chains, sprockets as well. Uh, grips, of course. Renthal.com, really informative website. They got a dealer locator on their website as well. So if you want to find out if they got some purple bars left of those limited ones, go on there. Check out the um, uh, dealer app for a product. And uh, yeah. Figure it out, man. Really, really cool website. Maxis.com. MXST is developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by Cade and the boys over at SGB Maxis Honda. And light truck tires, trailer tires as well. Great mountain bike tires. They got the Minion as well. Uh, so please thank you to uh, uh, the guys at Maxis Tires. Cobalinks, motorsport.com. We'll talk about later. All balls as well. Uh, so but here's Weege and JT talking Salt Lake City and more. And now to talk about the final. 
Monster Energy Supercross race of the season in Salt Lake City. To talk about that and more. We've got the uh, the usual cast on the line. First up, he's the voice of the upcoming Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He is coming off an ACL surgery. He is not able to join Justin Brayton in this final Supercross race. He is Jason Wigan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Tough, tough couple weeks for you, bro. It's really the two Brayton weeks, you know, uh, the Brayton finale and then his own money race there at uh, Iowa that next weekend I was scheduled to go to. Had a minute of both. Yep. As you, as you told us, though, in a group text, like, you needed to get this surgery, your, your knee was bad, and you also, uh, you like money more than you like Justin Brayton, and you had to be ready to make money for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. So, in a way, like, even Brayton understands that. Like, even Brayton gets that. Yeah, I actually had to go to a Moto America Road Race the weekend even before Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, which is definitely, like, a side gig. And I still chose that yep. uh, over yep. anything. Although, whatever, you guys saw me limping around Seattle, St. Louis, a couple other rounds. Uh, I don't know if life could have continued like that until the off season. That yep. would have been about seven months of limping. Doctors do not recommend yeah, and, and and outdoors so I too. Had to get it outdoors, hilly, yeah. and lots of walking and all of that. So, the 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 thing that, that I like though about it is even your guy Brayton, he understands because I've been I've been letting Brayton know and everybody know how much of a fake fan you are. But even JB like has your back. Like it's it's ridiculous, you know. So has my back because he knows how important the money is to me or anybody would do that. Right. What are we saying here? Right, right, right. No, I'm, oh, I'm oh. asking you. Is he like, no, I would do the same? Or is he like, I know Weege would do it? Yeah, no, I know Weege's money is really important to Weege, and I understand yes. his decisions. Yes, yep. Yeah. No, he, he yeah, is not you. taking offense to this thank at you. all. Uh, also on the line, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. They debuted the L, uh, limited uh, LE gear this weekend. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. I'm sitting in the snow, um, which is completely irrelevant to this conversation, but I, I'm just shell-shocked. It's May, and I'm sitting in the snow in Boise, Idaho, and uh, that's, that's just where we're at. That's, that's all I have so far. Florida man, Florida man continues to be amazed at snow. Breaking news. It's May. I, guess this is not, I, <laughs> I know. I, I go through winter the whole winter here, right? It's been, I don't know, seven months of this so far. Like, it's May. Like, I'm over right. it. Let's, okay. let's move on. All right, all right, uh, fair enough. Uh, also, though, getting back to Brayton's final race, Weege, again, I was giving you shit with JB after the race and my post-race pod, and he said, oh, no, Weege had a 10 cycles hat on in the press conference, and he asked the last question. So, Yes, I want to give credit to the host, Daniel Blair, actually, for making sure that it was set up beautifully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's get into this. Um, Salt Lake City, another day race. Vibe was low. Um, you know, definitely it was a better the, – the track could have been crappy like Denver, but we had some cloud cover. I think they threw a little bit more water on it. And I think it was an example, JT, of like cloud cover, no wins, maybe a little bit less sun because of, of that, and, and the track held up okay. Like we could have had another repeat of Denver, but it was decent. It, it, it almost was like – same conditions were present, but different outcome. Yeah, I think the wind, the wind was the biggest uh, missing ingredient from you know Denver to Salt Lake. But I still was a little disappointed. You know, if you if you go back and watch any of the videos from your wildly successful uh, Yamaha Privateer Challenge on Friday, 
I felt like that was kind of when they let the track get away. Mm-hmm. You know, it was already so rock hard and so slippery on Friday. You really never had a chance for it to be good. You know, you'd, you'd almost have to rip the dirt back up and get moisture back into it because once it gets hard, it's pretty much done. So I, I didn't really have much hope for it to be a, a nice racetrack or nice conditions on Saturday just from watching on Friday. But I thought it was. I mean, look, it's Salt Lake. It's going to be hard and slippery. Like, it, But I think if you look at Denver, there's an example of something that kind of sucks. I don't think this yeah, kind of sucked. That, it, I don't know, man. Like that, the section before the whoops, like how rock hard it was and icy and slippery, like I don't think it has to be like that. I mean, it's oh, I don't it know. wasn't hot. It wasn't hot at all. I mean, it was like 60 degrees. Like I've seen that track super tacky before. It doesn't have to be rock hard. Like I, I don't agree. Like, you know, you had overcast conditions. You had cooler temperatures. I mean, it was in the 40s on Saturday morning. It wasn't like there was just this this brutal sun that had, you know, left no chance like Las Vegas or something like that. So it wasn't terrible, but I still think they uh, that it could have been better. All right. So just day races. So that's where we're at. With conditions, I don't. I don't think it has to be bad okay. conditions for day races, no. Okay. No, I, I just think they didn't get enough moisture in it early enough. That's that's the main problem. And really, these races, whether it's Denver or Vegas or Salt Lake or any of these you know, high-elevation uh, climates with drier dirt, you really have to be on, on the water all the time. Like, there is no... There is no time where you can just take a break and not water it, or you'll lose the track and it's not coming back. And they did do a better job than they did at Denver, no question about it. But it still was like much, much harder, and like there was no I was, like pliability to the dirt at all. I was like just, just trying to it, give it was okay. Sorry, you're going to try to give Dirtworks credit. A little bit of credit after we ruined them yeah, last I mean, week. It wasn't, That's all. Fair, fair. Yeah, it was better than Denver, no question. <laughs> I was just hoping that we would get some traction. I mean, those guys were slipping and sliding all over the place, uh, you know, in a lot of those sections. Uh, all right, uh, let's get into it. So uh, I think the big news, obviously Anderson got his seventh win, and we'll, talk, we'll touch on that for sure. But the Barsha-Mookie battle, uh, Justin Barsha find, uh, find some money and lost 10 points from uh, his uh, takeout of Mookie. And Weege, normally we come on this and we're, you know, for all these Barsha moves, whether it was the uh, Anderson one at A1 or whether it was Anderson at uh, Indy, I think it was, uh, or, or Bogle. Um, whatever it is, we come on these pods and we're like, yeah, man, just kind of own it. Just like, you know, don't throw your hands up and be like, what? And say like you like hard racing and whatever and just kind of own it. Well, he did own it, but he didn't own it. He didn't own it in a good way at all. Like, I didn't like the way he owned this. Maybe he shouldn't own these things. Like, maybe we need to go back to to denial. Like, this was terrible. The move was terrible. And then he says, I'm racing for third. I'm racing for money. But that wasn't the spot. He, he still he still wouldn't have got third. Like the the points gap was still fine for Mookie, even if he passed Mookie. And so then it goes to my mind of like, okay, so if you know the you, if you know that passing Mookie won't get you third in points, right? You know that. And if you do know that, then that meant you honestly tried to wreck him, like you tried to break a leg or like knock him out of the race, which is also insane. So I don't buy any of that, like. Good God! Uh, just go back to denying it, Barsha. You're better at that, I guess. Oh yeah, I had not. I, I couldn't understand what you meant. I'm like, well, if one good thing came of this. It was all bad, but one good thing came of it. Barsha had to admit, and now suddenly admitting, that's what I've always been since day one. But you rail on us every week in the press conference saying you're not like that. Yeah. 
and yeah. you say, we are making that up, and we are making it overly dramatic, and you're not like that, and then you go on the podium, you're like, that's the way I've always been since day one, and I'm like, yeah, that's all we ever say. <laughs> well, but I had not thought of your angle yes. where you're like, yeah, but this is beyond, we're not just battling for that one spot. Like, i got to pass the guy back. You're right. He needed a couple spots, and then I guess at that point the motivation is I need to make the guy really get hurt well, or break his bike. Okay, like, I don't think that's what he was doing. But if you do the math, he's not getting third in the points even by just getting Mookie. So then when you admit it, because you know he doesn't usually admit it, so then when he admits it, you know that he's thinking about that. So then now you know he's thinking about, I just got to put this guy out of the race? Like, wow. Like, I I don't know where to start with this. Like, yeah, all of it. That's possible, but I don't want to assume that because you know how I always say on these things. These, like all sports, there's – you, you have a level of accuracy you can get to, but it's not perfect. I think it was more of like, okay, if I just let him go, that's not going to work. So I'll just try something. I don't know exactly how I have it planned. Like, I'm hoping to do this so this happens. Like, it's sports. You try. You throw the ball in the air, and you have a certain idea of what you think will happen. I, I think it was more like I just need to make something happen. I don't know exactly what it's going to well, be. But, but sitting back here and just letting him pass me isn't going to do it. I don't think he's like, I'm going to do this which will result in the DNF, which will result in the points. I think it was more like, I just got to do something. Okay, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you, except like he's like, we're racing for money. We're racing for third. Like this is is the motivation that he's telling us after the race, but the the pass doesn't get him third, right? Like it doesn't get him third. So I I don't know. Like I'm with you. I I, I lean towards what you're saying. I just got to get by this guy. I don't care. But the, the words afterwards confuse me where I'm racing for money, I'm racing for third, meaning that was your motivation. So if that's your motivation for third in the points, you have to know that you're not going to get third. I don't know. It's, uh, it was bad. Um, he's, yeah, maybe it's – I'm going to – well, it wasn't just pass him back for sure. It was more like I've got to rough him up. Or maybe it was like I, the only chance I have to pass him, he's going to be gone in two turns. I have to yeah. hit him um, the first shot I get, and maybe he loses three spots. I don't think he necessarily is like, I have to injure him. I don't want to go that far. Yes, yeah, I agree. you're right. I agree. Merely beating him in the race ain't going to do it. No, no. Um, So he actually got 10 points and a fine, and he lost fourth in the points to Marvin, but that probably doesn't matter. I guarantee he had a top three bonus, and that's it. JT, were you happy with the the fine and and everything the AMA did? What was the fine? I saw the 10 points, but I didn't see the fine. Uh, Fine was uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed, but I I I heard in the morning... I heard yesterday morning it was three thousand dollars. Okay, um, but I, that can't be confirmed. But even three grand, who cares, right? Yeah, I did think he should be penalized. Uh, I mean, if you look over, and, and I'm, not, I'm not even going to say his career, right? I, I will, I'll go down the path with you of not so much the vacuum, but keeping it somewhat recent. Okay, I'm not going to bring back incidents from several years ago. But even this year, there have been enough questionable moves where. I think most people are tired of it. Like Justin Bogle's actions, I think, spoke volumes about how most people feel about having to race with Barsha. You go back to the Anderson thing, which we disagreed on, but it's still part of the story. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? The leader goes down. It doesn't matter how anybody feels about it. It's just a part of the story. And you're getting on probation. Like, they had to do something. Now, I think the 10 points was pretty symbolic because they they knew – I think where it's going to hurt him right now, you're not only, not only are you battling for third in points, you're going to get fifth. And I think they're trying to send him a message. It's like, Hey dude, you got to clean some of this up, man, because okay. Things went 
about as well as it could possibly go. Uh, Malcolm almost passed him back. But, dude, you put your front wheel in the wrong spot there. Like, his leg's broken. Like, these things can happen really quickly over a move that was pretty far over the line. And I, I, I don't even have to infer my opinion. Just listen to Carmichael, listen to Cinturillo, listen to these other guys that were much better than I am. And they're all saying kind of the same thing. So I think it go. I think it's pretty much to a man out there. Everybody's kind of over these actions from Barsha. And you can say you're racing for money. You can say you've been this way from day one. You can go back to trying to get mad at the media for bringing it up because he's been on both sides now. He's like, I'm not that guy anymore. And this weekend on TV, he says, I am that guy. So regardless of which side you want to be on now, everyone's over it. Like everyone's sick of that type of move. So I actually give the AMA some credit for doing something about it, not, you know, doing probation, not more of this. It's just like, hey, enough already, enough. You know what, though? There are ways ways to be aggressive. Sorry. There are ways to be aggressive without going over the line the way that was. I still think they miss the mark, though. Look, it's good. It cost him fourth in the points, but he doesn't care. He only has top three bonuses, I'm sure. But they really should have took third away. I know they don't like to do that. Because it's you know can it's on they TV. do it though? Is that in is that in the rules? I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, anymore. I think that I think they can. They can do whatever okay. they want. It's discretion of the race directors, right? So like he made twenty five k for third. Uh, yep. He gets thir- three grand uh, a fine and, and like take third away, take twenty five thousand dollars away from him. Like you know, put him in fourth spot. Like I-, I would totally understand that. By the way, too, that move he did, and I was trying to think about this on the plane yesterday. It was literally something that went on in the 250 class, the main before, and mm-hmm. the dude that was Barsha just grabbed his brakes and, and you know and stopped almost, right? To not hit the guy kind of turning down. Like you can do it. Like it, I get it. Oh, like of course like you like can do it. Like no. the, the move was 10 minutes before that move, I saw that happen and the guy was freaking out to stop the collision, right? So uh, yeah. I don't know. I no, just uh, I just think it's funny. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a pattern here, and I, I think I was more – like, at this point, I expect that move from Barsha. I do, and it's, it's sad that I do because you don't see other people doing things like that. But I think I'm more frustrated by his flip-flop of his takes on this. It's, I don't do that. Why do you guys keep bringing it up to now I'm, I'm just going to be the villain, and, and I've been this guy from day one, right? And I'm racing for a lot of money, and I'm racing in championships, and you can boo me all you want, but this is who I am. Okay, great. Well, if this is who you're going to – this is who you are, and that's what you're going to do, then if I'm Mike Pelletier, I just start hitting you with the book every time. I start docking you results. I start docking you points. So just to the fact that, like, you're not even going to get a result, you keep doing that. Like, I'll just DQ you on site because – these things should be escalatory and penalty, right? If you're in the NFL and you keep hitting people like dirty hits, they make it more and more and more and more until you get the point, right? You're going to be losing money each game at a, at a certain extent, right? And that's so – I, so I kind of agree with you. It's like start ramping this thing up until he fully understands what the, the consequences truly are. It's uh, It was pretty awesome to – Hear the crowd. The Salt Lake City crowd was really good, and, and that was awesome. It, you know, it was not a really big stadium, but it was um, it was really good. They were losing their minds at Malcolm catching Barsha. <laughs> they wanted blood, and they were booing Barsha. Like I guess 
say what you want about uh, retro, uh, retaliation and, and, and eye for an eye and, you know, all this kind of stuff that, you know, should or shouldn't happen on a racetrack. And I think JT and I disagree on some of that stuff. What was happening out there was really good for the sport. And far as the crowd was so into it, JT, it was gnarly. That's all they were watching. Yeah, and I think that stadium only holds like 35,000, but it was some of the loudest interaction of the season. It was yeah. uh, it was pretty wild. Yep. And I don't know that I'm – I'm not like a huge fan of booing. Like, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I can take it or leave it. You know, whatever. But I, I do a, like the, the, the fan engagement, you know. I'm not a huge fan um, of booing. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't necessarily love them, you know, booing Barsha or whatever. I don't condone the move. I don't like the move or whatever. But I'm not, like, here to – I'm not here to indict Barsha or condemn him. You know what I mean? That's not my job. You know, I, I have an opinion of the move or whatever, but I'm, I'm not going to stand up and boo him either. You know, that's that's not what I'm going to do. I just don't. I don't like the move. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's safe. Mm-hmm. And not only are you ruining someone else's race for your own gain, you're you can hurt somebody pretty bad. You know, like that was pretty hard contact. I mean, he ejected him off his motorcycle. You know, and yeah. there's a lot yeah. of energy being transferred yeah. there. So. It was a um, uh, but but to your point it was loud. Yeah. It was really loud. Weege, it was a it was an intense atmosphere. Yeah. I want to say one thing about the penalty. Uh remember Barcha got the penalty earlier in the year uh because he was already on probation, right? And then we were like, "Well, what will they do if you do something after probation?" And they did it. They gave him a $3,000 fine and a 3-point penalty when he hit Anderson. And uh to me, okay, they might say, "Well, we did escalate it. It went up to 10 points." Uh, I don't think that's enough, and, and not because of the move, but I feel like if you're on probation and then you violate the probation and then you do something for a third time in the same season, I'm taking the move out of it. I mean, maybe the move is not egregious enough to result in a DQ or taking all the points away or a massive fine, but to me, if you have three strikes in the same year, you violated probation twice after being penalized for it the first time, and all you do is just add, ah, we'll go from three points to seven, that's – it just needs to be a larger penalty. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's take, not me being soft. That's not me being – I don't want contact and racing. I'm just saying if you have a rule that says probation and you violate it twice, you got to make it nasty. Wow. Okay. We, we, you, you remember this, too. JT knows this. I mean, for years they would put you on probation and do nothing. Just nothing. They would be like, he's on probation, yeah. and then yeah. nothing would happen. So at least, Weege, we are getting money and 10 points taken away. At least. I, I get what you're saying, don't, but – you know. Do you guys do you guys agree with this premise? Is that you know these penalties are on some level an attempt to alter behavior? You know they're they're trying to coax you into doing something differently by giving you a penalty yeah. or next time around don't do this again because of a penalty. That's what all these mm-hmm. things are based on, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that his his actions are being altered. I don't believe that his decision making is being altered at all from these penalties. <laughs> so on that level, nothing's really being accomplished here. Exactly, exactly. Like, look, yes, we all know that probation has been a joke in the past. Uh, if they want to say that probation's a joke, then fine. But the, the point of probation is supposed to mean something, right? It's supposed to mean think twice before you do this next time. Okay, you messed it up. Now you know we will penalize you. Now think three times over. Really, really think it over. Clearly, the penalties aren't enough to discourage it. Uh, And again, to your point, Steve, it actually made the race quite compelling and quite exciting. But 
that's not what rule makers are in the business of. And we explain this every time. Yeah. The AMA is not promoting the race. It's not the AMA's job to get the crowd to cheer. Just like we know that crazy action in sports games is exciting, but it's not the referee's job to promote that. It's to discourage it. That's just what referees do. So you are not doing enough, clearly, to discourage this. And I feel like a 10-point penalty on Barsha still isn't enough because it was still almost worth it. You have to make the penalty to the point where there is no question about it. If I try to kill Mookie in this corner, under no circumstances is this going to work because the penalty I'm going to get will be so large. Ten points? Dude, it almost worked, even with a ten-point penalty. Yeah. If Mookie doesn't finish the race, even with a ten-point penalty, Barsha still yeah. beats him in points, correct? Yeah. Oh, I guess Muskan uh, uh, sneaks through. Yeah. But the point is, you have to be like, don't even try it. Because under any circumstances, it won't work out. It can't be like, ah, probably worth it. Let's see what happens. It was, uh, wasn't a good move. Yep. And, and I, I, didn't li- I didn't like what he said afterwards. I'm just like, what? I'm racing for money. Okay. Cool. So is Malcolm. Yeah, so is Mookie. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. And Justin Barsha, everybody. <laughs> yeah, the crowd part was awesome, but that was so exciting to watch. It was exciting to watch. Oh, Two oh. things can be true at the same time. Uh, and by the way, how yeah. sweet was Malcolm's pass on Barsha? Oh, my God, that was great. Like, just. Yeah, um, I mean, that turn was insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like he literally was in, like, a slot car. Yeah, like a, like a video game. It was like a video game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I kind of I feel bad for Will, you know, because obviously they're close, and he's going to defend Barsha, and, you know, his point before has been, listen, these guys are racing for an insane amount of money each weekend and these things happen. I, I get all that, but tell that to Webb and Marvin and Tomac and everyone else that is avoiding these types of moves because they're doing the same thing. They're racing for the same amount of money, and they're not, yeah. they're not making these types of moves. Yeah. Wow. Um, yep. I, I don't think I've heard a crowd. Uh, I, I got a little misunderstood on Twitter. I said I've never heard a crowd respond to, like, a guy going across the finish like that. Uh, with the boos, like they started, they were cheering Malcolm. I think there was, I'm sure some people were booing Barsha, but mostly it was cheers for Malcolm, right? And then it was like the instant Barsha crosses the line and the crowd's like, damn it, he's going to get on the podium. Yeah. And they're pissed. Yeah. It instantly turned to boos. And I'm like, this is the first time it was like a sporting event where like if the ball goes in the basket or the receiver catches it in the end zone, the crowd response is instant to that action happening. Barsha crossing the finish in third instantly turned it from cheers to boos which I don't recall ever hearing before. And then people on Twitter are like, you forgot Carmichael got booed for Pastrana or Ferrandez got booed with Craig. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't boo the instant they crossed the finish. They booed them on the podium or when they made the pass. But not, yeah, yeah, come on, Mookie, damn it, damn it, damn it, Marcia got it, damn yeah, it. Yeah. That was the reaction. It was really exciting. It, it, it really was. <laughs> like, it, that, you know, again, yeah. if you're felled, you're like, that's, that's sells tickets, that's exciting, right? All of that. And, and uh, yeah, it was uh, – Greasy, yep. greasy, and, and I thought Barsha's comments were afterwards were greasy, and yep, that's 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 what you get, I guess. Um, so now, does that does that carry over to the outdoors, Weege? Because like AMA is not really involved with outdoors. We have the same staff and the same things, but it's MX Sports thing. Like, does that carry over? Do we know? I don't think technically. I don't think it does technically. You mean like if he yeah if he does some, again yes crewing yeah if he hits somebody at, at Paula does it go like hey man you know. So No, I don't believe so. I mean, from a yeah. technical standpoint, it's not the same. And even the people, right, it's a the three-man group like Pelletier and J-Bone are not really part of motocross per se. Right, I mean, right. I, I don't exactly 
we didn't need a whole podcast to even try to understand exactly what is AMA and what's AMA Pro and what's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Differences and similarities in series, it doesn't. Um, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, I will say this is very symbolic. Like, okay, many things happened in 2022 will be remembered for many things. But right at the top of the list is Anderson, Mookie, Barsha, action. Yeah. And what a way to go out, 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, right? <laughs> and remember, this goes back to, like, Barsha and Malcolm in outdoors when Malcolm was on oh. what, TLD? Yeah. Uh, Daytona also. Da- Daytona. Um, that same year, I think. Uh, it goes, who, didn't somebody, was, did Barsha whip it in Mookie's face or did Mookie whip it in Barsha's face or am I thinking of two other guys? Uh, good God, there's so much stuff. Yeah. That was Roxon, I think, at Butts Creek years ago. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there have been some Mookie Barsha fireworks. In oh, it's just, okay. it's phenomenal. It just keeps carrying on, right? Um, but okay, yeah. So uh, Barsha gets third, Mookie gets fourth. Uh, Marvin passes Barsha in the standings, but Mookie gets third overall, which is awesome for him. Really, really great year. Jason Anderson, seven wins. Uh, this one was never, never really in doubt. Like he was fast all day and looked great. Um, Eli picked him for the win in the press conference on Friday, um, and then Sexton kind of followed him around a little bit. Not a lot of action, JT, up front with those two. Like Sexton closed a little bit halfway through and then lappers happened and you know and that was all she wrote but uh yeah not much going on with, with spots one and two sexton told me after the race that he feels like he is being a bit more patient you know what i mean than he used to be and maybe like if he doesn't have it on this night he's not going to try to kill himself to get anderson he'll take the second which is good you know um so yeah not much going on up front but what a season by anderson yeah, I mean, you look at Anderson, and it's it's easy to say, ah, well, you know, didn't get the championship, but this was this was a real turnaround season for Anderson. I mean, he he rekindled his career. I think everybody's perception and expectation of him has gone from eh, he probably won't be around much longer to man, this guy's still amazing. Yeah. You know, it, it really everybody's opinion changed of him, and not only did he probably make you know a, a million dollars plus in bonus money. Um, but yeah, again, he just kind of relit the fire, uh, of a, a career that just seemed like he was kind of on, on cruise control. Like there just didn't seem to be a lot of urgency, uh, to now I, I think he believes he can win and he's going to go into the 2023 season thinking he can win the championship. Yeah. Um, to the, to the race itself, I never really had much doubt that he was going to win even throughout the day. I just, he looked so confident and so comfortable and he was just at the top of the board like every time. You're just like, you look at, he, he was coming off winning three in a row. He's in conditions that suit everything that is perfect for him. Slippery, elevation, like everything that he does well. And I was kind of thinking like, if, if unless Sexton puts in like, you know, the ride of the year, I don't see any way he's going to lose this thing. So but I think the best two guys got first and second. Yep. No shock there. They they deserve to be first and second. And then uh, really the battle was on for third. And and for a while it could have been Cooper. It could have been Marvin. It could have been you know uh, Mookie. It could have been Barsha. It could have been lots of guys. Um, but yeah, the the first two were clearly ahead of the rest. Yeah. It uh, and and also the track was tough to push really super hard on. You know what I mean? You could only go so fast, yep. kind of like Denver. So Sexton wasn't. He needed some help to catch Anderson, who was who was riding great. Um, Muscan and Webb weren't at it also. That was pretty intense between those two guys. That was exciting. Um, Webb led early and then uh, got got freight trained to kind of again and then uh, held off Marv for a while. They made a little bit of contact. Marv got him back. Marv made an aggressive move on Webb. I felt like uh, – how much did they show on TV, Weege, of that? 
They yeah, they showed it, and yeah. you saw Webb get faster after it. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like Marvin. Yep. I felt like he was holding Marvin up, and Marv yep. was like very frustrated. Tried to make a move a couple times. Coop held him off, and then once Marv got, and Webb was very angry, and now and now chased yeah. him down. And Marv was like, "I got to get the hell out of here before this guy gets me back." Right? Like it was pretty interesting to see that battle of teammates um, go on. It's but funny that Webb, wanna... like all the characteristics of Webb are still there. They're yeah, just yeah. like twenty percent reduced. <laughs> right, like he right. still gets starts. Uh, he still looks strong in the same areas of the track that he normally does. He still looks weak in the same areas of the track that he normally does. Uh, if he gets pushed around, he it motivates him. And even uh, like his fitness clearly is not where it's supposed to be for a variety of reasons. But like if the track gets gnarly, like he if things start to come. To, just when you think he's done, like four or five minutes at the end of the race, he suddenly finds something. It's all still there. Yeah. It's just that like it gone from an A level to a B. So you're like, oh, yeah, he's still going to go after Marv. It won't actually work this time where previous Cooper would have gotten him. Yeah, good point. Good point, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, JT. So I have, uh, a, yeah. I have a theory. Um, so when these two are battling, right, and, and Webb, we know, is one of, has some of the best racecraft we've ever seen in the sport. Um, he just is always a move ahead, right? I believe whenever a guy like Marvin, who is his teammate, is, is a critical aspect of this, is behind him, he's going to always take advantage of that, right? He's, he knows that Marvin's not going to come in and just clean him out because Marvin's not going to come in and clean out his teammate, which is also a defending champion. He's just not going to do that. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to get aggressive, but he's not going to just blow him out like a la Barsha. So anytime Marvin tried to make a move and he didn't have it all the way, Webb would just lean on him and be like, yeah, you can't take me out, so I'm just going to lean on you and make sure that I stay ahead of you. And this went on for, like, three or four laps of Marvin trying to make a move, wasn't finishing it, and Webb would just lean down and make sure that he couldn't finish it. And this went on and on and on. And I think Marvin was getting more and more frustrated because he knew, just like I was watching that, Webb was kind of taking advantage of that situation. And I think Marvin was just like, well, screw it. I'm just going to have to make contact because you're not allowing me to finish the move. Like, I have the line. Like, I can take you out right here, right now, but I'm not because you're my teammate and you are now trying to make the most of that, and I'm just going to have to make a move, right? Now, I think it was like this this uh, crescendo, and Marvin was just like, all right, dude, fine. I'm just going to hit you then. And then Webb, like, got pissed on the backside of that, but it was just weird, like, team dynamic plus, like, you know, Marvin was getting frustrated, then Webb got frustrated. But I thought that just the team side of it was probably the most interesting to me. I didn't think Marv's move was anything bad, though. Like, I, it, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was fine. Like He didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't but, want to hit him. Right. But Webb just wasn't giving him any room. Like, there was hmm. probably five times where Marvin had the angle, and Webb was just like, Nah, especially uh, take it anyway. Especially coming down the start straight backwards, you know, right. you just that be like, whole, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna got, All I got those this. Sequences. Yep. If that's anybody else, Marvin just finishes it right there, right. And yep. if there's contact, there's contact. But Marvin had the line, but he he knew who he was dealing with. He can't, he just can't get that aggressive with that guy. If that's Anderson, if that's you know any of the other guys that you sext in, whoever, I think the pass gets made two or three laps sooner, and that that, that was what was building right. the frustration. Uh, I was in the uh, KTM truck with Phil and Coop before the night show, and he's coming in tonight for the Pulp Show. Coop is with with, mm-hmm. with Rarick and Phil, and he's like, what are we going to talk about? Well, first I said, you know it's a five-hour show, and he's like, I heard. 
I said, what are we, he goes, what are we going to talk about? I said, well, the first question could be, what the hell happened to Cooper Webb this year? And he's like, oh, boy. and he goes, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, I'm going to throw it to my expert a- uh, analyst, Phil Nicoletti, though, first. And then Phil dropped the C word and said that's what the problem was. So I, I, that's, I don't know how that's going to go tonight. But, yeah. Um, so that should be interesting to see. He said he's ready. So he's ready to talk about it. Um, he was on uh, DMXS, the original and still best uh, internet radio podcast show mm-hmm. uh, last week. And he did. You know, he got into that. But I'll, I'll put this on you, Steve. There was so much talk about the motorcycle. Very little talk about anything else. And we all know that there was a lot more to this story this year than the motorcycle. Right. So, well, see what else you can get. This we'll, was not just the motorcycle. We'll dive in, and hopefully Phil will help me out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll put Phil's journalistic chops to, to test here, you know. Um, so, yeah, 5-6 uh, for Marvin Webb. Uh, Brayton 7th, and he just rode really by himself. He was 30 seconds back of Webb and 20 seconds at a heart raft. Justin Brayton just put in the laps, everybody. He did, uh, did kind of what he's been doing uh, in his final Supercross, and he uh, rode, rode a farewell lap at the end as well. He did our Fly Racing radio show as well uh, during the afternoon. And, and, yeah, a lot of interviews for Brayton. He was in the press conference, of course. Seventh-place guy gets to get in, get in the press conference, I guess. Um, yeah, so Justin Brayton, everybody. Well, they did a couple – yeah, they did a couple separate. Like, they had a Craig press conference separate. They had a Futures separate. I, the final round, they just yeah. break all the rules. Right. Just, we're running pressers. Well, that's fine. No, uh, I, I, yeah. Brayton deserves it. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, Fly Racing's going to lose another rider, JT, here. We got a, in the 450 class. We got a. Yeah, it's just it's a never ending uh, <laughs> exodus of, of athletes for us. Right. We have nobody left. Yeah. Um, I did, I did want to mention with Brayton, I thought it was funny about, I don't know, Three or four laps in, he kind of got clear. Like, he passed uh, Bogle and Hart. He got it in front of that group. And there was just this gaggle of riders from, like, 8th to, like, 15th. It was Starling, Hartraff, Chiz, uh, Bogle, Chiz, Amart, Clayson, Morans. And they were just all just <laughs> cross-jumping each other and in and out of turns. And, you, I mean, it was a mess. And I think Brayton was like, I got to get out of here because I don't want any part of what's going on back there. No, That's like the yeah. privateer challenge behind me. I got to get out of here. And then he just rode by himself for the yeah. next, you know, 17 laps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was a real lonely way to go out for JB for sure, but it was cool. Um, I'm sure. But you know what was fun? What was cool, I think, is he probably got to actually enjoy it a little bit. No, he told me he didn't. Like, no, he told me he no. didn't. He said he had to focus on the whoops were pretty gnarly. And he had to, okay. like, fo- like I said, did you let yourself, you know, soak it in and think about it? He's like, no. No, I had to really, you know. I just figured yeah. with that big of a gap, yeah, I would have been able to maybe, you know, think about it a little bit more than having to, you know, yeah. battle the whole time. No, I agree. I thought so too, but but I guess not. Uh, Heartraft eighth. Yep, another another good ride for Heartraft. Uh, Starling qualified well, got ninth place. Good job for Justin Starling, man. Him and Brees really raised their game the last month uh, and started, you know, become, taking those spots away from from the guys. And uh, um, really good job for those guys. Chiz eleventh. Chiz just going to Chiz, of course. Uh, Bogle yep. got the whole shot and led, uh, how many laps did he lead? Well, he didn't lead any laps. I thought he led the first lap. Okay. Um, good job. Yeah, for, passing the whoops, I think. Yeah. Good job for Bogle. Not good for fantasy. I don't want to get into it. We'll do our fantasy recap, but Justin Bogle great for absolutely great. screwed me and rewarded JT. 
Just that's that's the, oh, nice. the bottom line of this. Like, nice. You can literally put a direct line through Justin Bogle and fantasy success and failure. It's, it's listen. The universe, the universe evens things out the way they're supposed to be. Eventually, that's how these things go. You just gotta, you just gotta wait on it sometimes. But the universe will make things right. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Paul Italli makes another main thirteenth. Uh, Amart uh, got the rookie of the year. Mm. You know, just just. Just mm-hmm. getting ready in this class, just figuring it out, getting ready to ramp up here. Got a long, on in that main event. Got a long career ahead of us. What happened in the main I'll event? Becoming superstar. Yeah. Sorry, uh, JT. Uh, JT, sick yeah. all week, almost didn't even go to the race, 103 fever, thought he had COVID, all this. Didn't ride, in bed for 30 hours. And you then didn't it, know any of this going in? I did not know any of this. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's your guy. Yeah, well, I guess, you know. Hiding, keeping, uh, make make sure nobody knows his vulnerabilities. Doesn't want to let that out. <laughs> yeah, um, I hadn't talked. Like usually, I check in during the day, right? And I never did. Mm-hmm. I went over there. I talked to, I talked to a few of the guys over there, but didn't talk to trolls. So he would have told me during the day if I'd asked him, but I never saw him. Um, so yeah, that, it said he said it caught up to him late in the race, and you know, obviously lost a lot of spots. Uh, Moran, How do we feel about Rookie of the Year, Steve? How do we feel about this? Oh, uh, uh, great. Yeah, fantastic. All right. I mean, uh-huh. w- like when you start in a class and mm-hmm. your goal mm-hmm. is to build and he got Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. and now next year he'll move up and then challenge for the title the year after, like that kind of stuff. Like if you look at the other year, okay. like Sexton, did Sexton not get it last year? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> so that's the pathway, right? How's, how's he doing? Right? Right. It's true. Almost McGrath level. Yeah. So Sexton got it. Troll got it. We're, we're, we're on the path. We're on the path. Uh, Could not have worked out better. Could not have worked out better. <laughs> that he got rookie of the year. I was just oh, my God. Yeah. How many times year. did I send you guys the photo of him holding the trophy? The photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Could they change it to the only rookie of the year award? <laughs> yeah, I know. Who, who was in second? Was there anybody else? Well, who did? Who would have got second, I wonder? Let me look here. Uh... Is there anybody? Is there like a 250, like a Moran's type guy that Oldenburg? Was primarily 250? Oldenburg? Can you count half? I don't ha- think you can. How does that count? I don't think you can, but he finished 40 points back at Troll. Uh, Carnell, 28 points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, a, yeah. Is Carnell like primarily 250s in the past and technically moved up this year? Yeah, do you have to be a full time over D guy because Oldenburg and Carnell <laughs> were not that way? So if you want to do that, if you want to go further back, Tristan Lane, uh, maybe. Great. I don't know. Yeah, you guys are assuming there are rules to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So a bunch of privateers crushed it. Benny, uh, I want to shout out to Benny Boss, Kay Clayson, and Jeremy Hand, who were the other three guys on my fantasy team. And uh, DNF, DNF, DNF. That's shout out to those guys. That's great. Benny hit a wall. Cade's uh, bike broke, and I don't know what happened to Jeremy Hand. So thanks, guys. Great, great way. Great way. I was hoping to get first in Pulp Mix Fantasy instead. I'm third. So thank you, everybody. I'm very unhappy with Cade. I still won the uh, the admins league of the, of myself and you, most notably, in that. Um, but, yeah, Cade, Cade didn't help. Yeah, Cade's bike broke again. Um, Bryson Gardner, I think that's his first main event, right? Bryson Gardner? I think Bryson I mean, Gardner? No, he made some. He did? Yeah, I would say this year. They won this year. Maybe the first yeah. one. Oh, my bad. Okay. Carlin Gardner's brother, of course. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I want to mention a few okay. things about these privateer guys, and oh, we God. can talk about your race specific. But what I think is cool is, and obviously no one has shined a light on these, uh, you know, Brees, Starling, Cade, 
level guys more than you, Steve. But it is awesome when you look at almost like the series within a series, like how close the points were between those guys. And I listened to your post-race interview with Starling. Like, they know it. Like, Starling yeah. and Brees, I don't know how much money the difference was between final points positions. They wanted to beat each other, and they ended up tied, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tied. Yeah. It's, you know, I know, obviously, in any sport, you're always watching the top level. But I'm sure Brees and Starling were tracking each other's results and where they stood in comparison to each other pretty much every week. Like, once you realize, okay, this is my level guy, right? And I'm sure Cade, Cade is, like, super pissed that he's not in there in that group quite, right? He was 30-some yes. points behind them. Well, the he, the year. Like, two, three weeks ago, yeah. Cade was two back of Brees for 20th, and it just went to shit. Yeah. Yep. Right, and he's super pissed about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I just love how, and, and JT, you live this too, like, they're, uh, obviously everybody's goal is to win the title. But there's all these other guys, and there's good racing, and it's close, and it's competitive, and it swings week to week, and they know it. I, I just love that part of racing. Most fans probably aren't paying attention, but I love that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's ten thousand dollars for twentieth and zero for twenty first, right? So yeah, it it you know it really matters. I mean, Cade, if Cade got second in Salt Lake, Freeze wasn't racing, Cade would have jumped into the top twenty. So yeah, uh, second in the main event. Yeah, he needed second, but I mean, hey, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, Brees and Starling go into the line, like, uh, my goal tonight is to beat the other guys so I can get 16th and points, not 7th. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. I just think that's cool. No so, one's paying attention, but they know 100% exactly what's going on. Look, to, to me, like, you know, there's injuries, and that's what's opened the door for these guys. That's fine. Starling's ninth is still awesome. Like, he beat all the other guys, right, to get ninth, and, and that's pretty cool for him. And, and you know. He rode really well. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he, he straight up beat. Bogle straight up beat Chiz. Yes, like, it was a, it was a really good ride. He actually got Chiz, which made him very happy. That's what I'm he, saying, yeah, That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, thank you to the folks at Renthal and Maxis, of course, Motorsport.com, uh, OEM and aftermarket parts at Motorsport.com. Free shipping and everything over seventy nine bucks. Go through the banner on Pulpamex.com to go to Motorsport. There's a whole section for Pulpamex show uh, sponsors and stuff, and. Use that banner to help us out as well. They got a uh, great service over there and uh, street bike stuff if you're like JT, UTV stuff, uh, dirt bikes, of course, and uh, thanks to motorsport.com. Also, thank you to Koba Links, uh, built and designed and made up there in Boise, Idaho, in the snow right now. Uh, use the code PulpMX to save for free shipping and save. They make lowering suspension links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And if you want to gain some confidence, have your suspension work a little better, if you're shorter of stature, your wife, your girlfriend, uh, use the Koba links and uh, drop the bike a little bit. And that enables you to, um, uh, yeah, just enjoy riding a little bit better. And you can get the Koba links through motorsport.com, of course. Um, and again, or if you want to go direct, use the code PulpMX to save. And on X Maps, we as well. Yep. 550,000-plus miles of trails mapped out for your dirt bikes or for your UTV side-by-sides, Jeeps, mountain bikes, hiking. It's all mapped out. It's a lot more effective than using Google Maps. Go to onxmaps.com, and you can actually have a comparison of how much more detailed it is, uh, the Google Maps. And you can download the maps so you can have them in your phone when you get to the backcountry and you don't have service. So go to onxoffroad.com in the App Store, onxoffroad in the App Store, or onxmaps.com. Also, shout out RacerX. They just sent me the window shade that you put in the windshield of your truck in summertime. It's got a cool start shot from Unadilla. Keep your truck a little bit cooler uh, when you're parked at the Nationals this summer. But you got to subscribe to the mag to get it. And the cool thing is, nowadays, we actually do put all the magazine articles on the website. But you have to be a subscriber uh, to access them. But it's only 30 bucks for a year, and we always send you something cool like this windshield shade, so no reason not to do it. JT even got himself a tumbler. Didn't you, JT? Did you get a tumbler? I did. 
I have two yeah. of them. I love them. Yep. I Yeah, so we always give you a bonus. So the 30 bucks ends up being almost free. I live in Vegas. I want to embrace sunshades, right? I want to because, okay. you know, mm-hmm. your truck gets 8 million degrees and it's so hot here. I can't embrace sunshades. I actually bought one one okay. time years ago. There's such a pain in the ass to set up and take down. Like, I just got to go. I don't want to do, do you that. Have, the, uh, have you ever tried just the, the full one that goes across? Like, it just folds in and folds out. I use that one all yeah, the time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what this super, is. That's, those, what, that's what this no, is. No, that thing's great. It's so easy. No. Well, no, the sunshades that Racer X has are the circle ones. Oh. They're, they're more of a bit of a contraption. I don't like that style, but I just have the reflective. Yeah, I tried the reflective silver. one. Right, I oh, I tried that. No, really it's good. just yeah. it, too much work, too much effort. It sucks. Too it's, much work. Yeah, I just I gotta They're go. Like outdoors for you. They're I, like outdoors, outdoors pit reporting. Just yeah, too hot. Absolutely, too much work. I, I want to embrace okay. it though Got because it. there's nothing worse than getting in your truck when it's eight thousand degrees, right? Like, I mean, I go mountain biking, and then I come back, and you know, it's, it's hotter in my truck than it was on the trail. You know, but yeah, I use I use mine uh, every day. Okay. Except for when it's snowing, like now. Right. Okay. Uh, again, uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Um, they uh, That LE gear, J- JT, available at motorsport.com and dealers now. Um, it is. It looks pretty yep. good. I liked it. Yep. Everybody was in it. So um, um, good job on that. All right. Uh, so Christian Craig gets the championship, really brings it home safely. Uh, Jet, the Jet hurts his ankle in practice, trying to triple in there and doesn't race. Just a sprained ankle. I think you should be fine. Um, his agent was, was seemed more concerned with the ankle than my work that I sent him, which didn't make me happy. But, um, yeah, so Jet, you know. Maybe that's because his agent, not yours, maybe. What? Is that a factor? What? What is? The agent was more concerned with one of his actual clients than you, who is oh, not. Yeah, your, your, your speaker, your phone sounds weird. I don't know what you did there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I just there, think maybe, better, you know, better. he cares about the people who are, well, the agent might have been dis- uh, distracted by talking with the people that he actually works for. Well, I didn't like that, the service I was getting okay. there on that. But anyways, okay. Um, okay, so Jet was out. So that made Christian's job a little easier. I got to say, Jet said in the press conference, I'm here to help my brother. I have the championship. And I think that weirded out the Yamaha people. Like, what, what, what? Like, and I'm, I, I honestly <laughs> just thought that that was, um, you know, just, just saying that. I, I really don't think Jet was going to take Christian out. I don't think Jet was going to do anything, you know, to affect this championship outside of, you know, trying to beat Christian, right, and, and not passing Hunter. But I, I definitely think that freaked everybody out when Jet said, I'm just here to help my brother. <laughs> so kudos <laughs> to, to Jet for saying that. Um, but Craig gets it. racing once, stole Chase Sexton's gate, just straight up stole it. Yeah, so I brought that up. I, I, brought, I brought that up to somebody, and they told me, dude, that was completely on Shane. We didn't tell him to do anything about that. We don't know why he did that. Because I was saying, like, yeah, wow. you, yeah, you guys don't know anything about, you know, trying to mess with people. And they – Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, Sh- Shane McElroy did it on his own, I guess. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Christian Craig wins the championship. Nice, safe ride. Uh, I was – I was, uh, we'll talk about Thrasher in a second, but when Thrasher got on Craig and like went by him, <laughs> JT, you didn't hear, they, they didn't speak much about your theory. Uh, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I didn't think Thrasher had the speed to win the thing outright, but I guess Thrasher thought that Thrasher had the speed to win outright. So he was like, hey, I'm just going to go. Yeah. So, yeah. And in the end, he did make it harder oh. for Hunter to win the title. Oh, yeah. That's a three point gap, right? From first to second. Yep. That's the biggest gap there yep. is. So, yeah, he, he did his job, but. When he went after Craig, I'm like, what? what, what, yeah. what? <laughs> so. Right. This is, uh, you, you don't do that to your wingman. 
You know, my, my theory was mm-hmm. he just needs to be the wingman and yeah. sit there and ride shotgun no. the entire main event, and that was not no. in Nate Thrasher's plan. <laughs> no, not at all. Nate Thrasher, Weege, he had to go. Yeah, it was really weird watching his opening laps because, look, Thrasher is not at a great season, right? So you're just thinking just the, 100% of the strategy is just stay behind Craig. We're not holding you up from anything that you're going to do. So good on Thrasher to measure his own speed out of nowhere, to think like, no, no, I think tonight I'm so fast that I could win because any other race he's getting, the results have been bad. I mean, he's beginning eighths, he's beginning 14th, he's beginning ninth. It wouldn't have mattered, right? So impressive that Thrasher knew, A, that he – was getting held up and it might make the difference between winning and losing the race, but also that he was so much faster than Craig that he could get by him without it even being an issue. Now, Craig did look back to the lap before. So I think they both knew, okay, it's, he's going to probably get by me and he's probably going to do it here. So we won't hit each other. But as we saw, let's say like Marvin Coop, right? Uh, no pass is necessarily easy, but Thrasher had so much damn speed. All of a sudden it was. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I mean I think Thrasher was going back anyways next year at Star, right? I think that from what we hear, uh, but there there's yeah there he is. Sign him up, right? He this. Just just did he it again. Yeah. Like it hasn't been a great year, but you know he did well. He did ride well in, in spurts, and then now you go and win the showdown, and he probably stays another year. You know I, I don't think he. Can I read this. you Thrasher's career Supercross finishes? Are you ready? Yes. Eleven twenty ten nine nine one four one. 12, 5, 8, 4, 7, 21, 11, 5, 9, 1. <laughs> right. So he's absolutely no sense. He's not even a, a top five guy. Yeah, he has what? How many Outside of the wins, how many top fives? Three? Uh, not two. including the wins. Two. So he wins? Two. He wins or he's out of the top five? Almost. Yes. Yes. Yep. Crazy. Yes. But, yeah, props to Nate Thrasher, man. Good ride. Because I was like, what the hell are you doing? And then he just took off. And then, you know, the, the, the whoops made it interesting. He had a couple of close calls, JT, where he teeter-tottered. But oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But held it on. He actually got looks like he was, looks like he maybe was dealing with some arm pump late in the race there, too. Yeah. I mean, he held on. Good for him. But I was, I was imagining he was pumped up pretty good. Well, props to him because he was really bad for about four laps in a row. And then the last three laps, he, like, settled it in, which is not easy to do. So good job because he was definitely losing time there. Uh, and then Craig gets the win. Yep, Craig takes home the title. Seventh or eighth place on the night. Good job, Christian Craig, star team. So, I mean, yep, needed to make it happen. I he mean, did go down. That was a little – that could be scary right there. He did. Ooh. Yeah. It wasn't a big crash, but you never know when yeah. you hit the ground. Yeah, 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 you don't yeah. know. Yeah, you bend a bar or clamp or whatever, right? Anything that could happen, break, yeah. break lever or something. Yeah. So, um, good job that. Hunter rode well. Pierce Brown, third. Pierce Brown uh, and Michael said he was. Hunter didn't say he was sick, but I believe he was. Oh, okay. um, and the press conference, Hunter said he's like, I basically had no energy, so I just waited and waited and waited, and I tried to time it like last four or five minutes. Like I'll see how much I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the. I mean, I'm sure it was startling to see Thrasher go blowing by the guy that won three in a row. But uh, yeah, Hunter was not 100. percent Pierce Brown and Michael Mosman had interesting nights, but Pierce did get a third. But holy smokes. Through the LCQs, they go. <laughs> Jeez. If you're, if you're, it's a roller coaster over there. If you're Tyler Keith, you're just like, you got Barsha, you got Brown, you got Mosman. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're aging by the, you know, by the minute. Uh, RJ went down on the very last lap in the whoops. He couldn't no, do it, JT. Thanks. 
Couldn't do it. At least he didn't lose his spot. No. He didn't lose his spot, though. No, he didn't. So, But I think just to be, tr- you know, like be, be true to thine one's own self, whatever that statement is, yep. to, that, to thine own self be true, whatever it is, he was true to himself. Yep, yep. You just can't end a Supercross season without a fall. Like, you just got to make no. sure you get it in. And it was the perfect setup. You didn't lose any spots. You didn't hurt yourself. But – you didn't leave anything out there on the track either. No, no. Uh, so Forkner and Schmoda went at it for mostly the main event. They didn't get good starts, but the highlight of that is I talked to Peyton afterwards, and he was not happy. He's like, they didn't blitz the whoops. We told them to blitz the whoops. Chance Hymas was blitzing the whoops in the futures right before them, and he was beating uh, Ryder D a lot, you know, gaining a lot of time there. And so we went on the radio and we said, hey, guys, you got to blitz the whoops. And then Peyton is like, and then the race started, and they didn't blitz the whoops. <laughs> he, was, he was not happy. Not at all. Could not figure out why his two riders would not blitz the whoops when an amateur rider blitzed the whoops 10 minutes before, and they saw how fast it was. He just – you know how Peyton gets. Weed, you know better than JT. He's just, yep, don't know what was going on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. He's like, you just watched a guy win the race because he blitzed the whoops, and you're like, yeah, they were amateurs. He's like, yep, yep. <laughs> it was, and yeah. then when I hit stop, Weege, there was more, <laughs> more explanations, more, more words used. So, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I will, I, I will say a little bit in uh, Forkner and, and Shimoda's defense. Yes, every race matters, but there's got to be a part of these guys, it's the final round. There's nothing to gain or lose. And maybe they're just like, why don't I just take the safer and, route in the final Supercross? And the they were gnarly whoops. Season. Yeah, they were gnarly. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Like, uh, them uh, gaining two positions on Saturday night means nothing. Them getting hurt before outdoors would be tragic. Right, right. Um, Mosman seventh, Craig eight. Zombie blows his last uh, full-time race. I think he races still. Uh, but Zombie got ninth. Good job for that. Jalik Swoll and Vince Freeze had a good old time out there, JT. Lots of fun with Jalik and Vince. Yeah, I wasn't watching it too closely. There's just too many other storylines to, right. to keep an eye on, but um, none of that surprises me. Uh, Jordan Smith, 11th. Jordan didn't crash. What are you talking about? What, what are, what are oh, we talking about here? They were just battling back and forth and basically cutting each other off for like three laps. Just, just fuck you, fuck you, back and forth. Just, yeah. Just, you know. Sl- oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it was great. Surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to add that, I'll have to add that to my education then. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Jordan Smith crashed five times in practice, uh, I think five in all day, and then uh, never crashed in the main event. Jordan Smith, everybody. Um, <laughs> Jace Owen, ele- t- th- Freckle qualified quickest overall, and you know he he's had a good season, and everything else, and then we uh, he said on the on the microphone, he's like, yeah man, I just laid down a perfect lap. I don't think I can do that again, or I don't know if I can ever do that again. <laughs> So, and, then, and then JB was on the fly show in the pits, and JB was like, yeah, he, he's like, I don't think I can do that again. But he was very excited to qualify P1. So uh, really comeback season for Oldenburg. I mean, he was, he was going to quit the sport and install fencing in Texas. You know, he was mad about not making any money. He wasn't happy with what was going on. And, and he said he made, he's made a ton of money this year. You know, he's showed speed. Real comeback for Mitchell Oldenburg. 2022. Yeah, it's 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 the conundrum we have in this podcast every week. Like, I can make fun of Freezy for hitting people, but that team is awesome. 
It is. I mean, they get results. Uh, Freezy was better this year, I feel, actually, than the last couple. Like, I thought Freezy was maybe starting to hit the downside. Um, but I feel he picked it up, both classes. They both got podiums. Um, the team gets results, dude. They do. They're really good at what they do as far as we find the niches, we find the seams that no one else is looking for, and we maximize it. They're not winning races or titles, but good Lord did they get the max out of what they have. I will say, though, they had the Bloss Tickle Hill thing blow up last year. <laughs> they had a real rough 2021. The whole team did. You know? But, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I actually feel like, in a way, that somewhat speaks to, I feel like they just went after the best guys that were around, as opposed to, I, I feel like probably Tony especially, but also Genova, I think they have a certain philosophy in what they're looking for in riders. And I think in that case, they just went for the best available dudes. Um, you know, what, well, we know what they like. They like guys that are balls fast and get starts. Well, right? you, you, so, what would you, what yeah. would you two know? You guys are uh, ignorant, I think. Oh. Was the word ignorant? <laughs> what was it? Yeah, I think that that was one of them. That was thrown um, around. But look, like, yeah, <laughs> no, clueless? you're a team no, that clueless, un, un, uneducated, uneducated. There we go. It was, uh, yeah. Both of but you, but ignorant also. Yes. <laughs> but look, if your thing, if your team's philosophy is, if we get starts and everything flows from there, Tickle and Bloss aren't your guys. No, it just is what it is. Yep. If you're a team that wants solid tenth every week, yep. Tickle's your guy. But that's not what that team trades in. Uh, good job for Carson Brown, 15th. Drake got 14th. Cullen Park, uh, Rookie of the Year, joins Troll Train. Rookie of the Year in the 250 class. Cullen Park, uh, good job for making the showdown for sure. Um, Marshall, no better comparison than Cullen Park and Alex Martin, everybody. Nope, nope. nothing at all. There's your rookies. Uh, Thurry, Harrison, Fry, Welton, Lopes. Oh, Lopes. Lopes. Lopes was fastest in one session. He was super stoked on that. Said he got back to the truck and Phil was yelling at him. Uh, and then... <laughs> His bike broke in the main. God, poor, poor Enzo. Fifth in, over, fifth in the points, though, for Enzo Lopes on the year. Good job for Enzo. That's awesome. Um, really good year for that. I enjoyed your post-race uh, interview with Amart where he's like, I get back to the truck and Phil's yelling at me saying, you're a professional 450 rider and you can't triple whoops. <laughs> yeah. And Enzo, I love it. And Enzo said, I get back, I'm number one. And then he just starts yelling at me and telling me, like, oh, what are you doing? You're sitting down too much. He's like, feel, I'm number one. Feel, I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were talking about Enzo's like, this guy, he is in my head every day. I, when I make coffee, man, I, I, I worry about the coffee. Too much coffee, not enough coffee. He's always in my head. He's yelling at me. <laughs> Enzo needs, like, therapy. He needs, like, therapy from Phil. Phil therapy. He says Phil's yelling at him all the time. Um, you know, so, yeah. Um, I think I got a vlog coming. I, I got I to gotta spend the day with those two on one of the gnarly no. July 105-degree days at the club and just watch them from beginning it, to it, end. It's incredible because Phil was mad because uh, coffee's expensive and Enzo was putting too much coffee in. And, and Phil's like, we only need two cups. We only need two cups. You make ten. Good God. Um, I can relate. Yeah, I, can, yeah, I know you can relate. Absolutely. It runs through, runs through my mind every single morning, Phil. I'm uh, with you. Uh, Marshall Welton, good job for Marshall. He, dick, he ditched the quick straps. He said there was a complete failure. Never wearing the quick straps again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Marsh. Um, I concur. Yeah, yeah, JT's on board with that also. So uh, that's a wrap on Supercross uh, from Salt Lake City. Uh, I did have the race on Friday, and it it was something else. Like it was, <laughs> uh, it w- these animals 
these animals that I'm trying to give money to are just I'm gonna have a race tech rant tonight for sure, but I don't know. Weege, did you watch any of it? Like live streaming it or anything? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, the Kellen Brower feed, which is good because I could hear Starling and Tay doing the real announcing, but I did hear that the alternate feed the Phil Nicoletti feed would have been great also. Yeah, the Phil Nicoletti feed was good. My wife watched the Phil Nicoletti feed. So, um, uh-huh. Do you guys think they let me do it again? What, what, yeah. You think they do? Yeah. It needs, to be yeah. On, it needs to be on Saturday night right after the Futures. So run the LCQs, run the Futures, give those guys a chance to regroup for a minute, and then run your race, and then run the main event. That's that's my proposed wow. format. Can, can can Fly help me uh, back that? I don't know. I can't speak for Fly Racing helping you, but I will help you try to get Fly Racing to because, help you. Because yeah, I, I so the AMA guys and the Feld guys, I believe, were told to like change their shirts, like don't be involved with this with a shirt on, like an official shirt. <laughs> that's that's how well, much I they, think they were scared. Of, they were scared of the worst happening. Right. They were. Right? That's I, that's what they wanted to do going in. They just wanted to back up. Right. <laughs> just, yep, yep. But Jay, but, but, but I think oh JT, but Daniel it, Daniel did put a fly shirt on, so he represented fly yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I, I'm not backing away from anything. Yeah. Um, I think it was such a successful deal and such a great idea, and I think that Feld would be, you know, it's going to do nothing right. but make the show better and and get people behind it. I think you can make this thing gigantic. You right. know, imagine if the the mainstream public knew about this. Like right now, it's basically just you know, pulp family and, and this cult following we mm-hmm. have that right. are contributing to this. Right. Imagine if Feld got behind it, what could really be done for yeah. something like that? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It's going to be, we're letting the raffle go as of right now, this morning, it's like 128 grand or something, uh, for these yeah. guys. Um, so it's really awesome to, to do that. Um, yeah, I, I would think I would love to be on race day live with like an official call, you know what I mean? All that stuff. And thanks to Lee for giving us a shout out on the LCQ. Uh, yeah, thanks, Lee Diffie. Said your name. Yeah, said my name. He did. Yeah, that was re- did. really cool. Yeah, but you got the you got the credit you deserve. I I was cool. I was very excited for that because I, for for the average person to not know that this went on and how awesome it was would be it would be uh, yeah. Bad um, but I was telling like so, Weege. I don't know if you knew some of this. Like it's, I think I'm out of the race promoting business forever. Like I don't know if I can do this again because these guys. I mean. It's just, it's it's our privateer island guys that are just you know next level. Like, I sent out two emails this week with all the starting times, and we were they ran late because of um, a guy got hurt in uh, the, the futures race, so they ran late. Augie's not happy either. Uh, hey, shut up! Talking about privateers. There you go. Okay. There you go. So, um, I sent out two emails. You know, with all the purse and the structure and the categories, right, and everything, we had all these different uh, contingency programs. And, like, half of the guys are like, when's my race? When's my race? What's going on? Uh-huh. Are we starting at 3? Are we starting at 2.30? Whatever. I'm just like, oh, my God. And and so I'm like, the emails didn't bounce back, so I know you guys got them. But I guess not. Apparently not. Uh, so we did gate. We did we did uh, uh, um, close pins for gate pick. Well, one Greco sold his number one to Morantz for 100 bucks. And um, Nagy sold his number six to Carnell for a grand, and everyone a grand. A grand? <laughs> Holy hell! Everyone's that's, upset that's about that. Money. Everyone's losing their minds. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know, guys. I just can we just be cool? No, we can't be cool. Everybody's got to do this. Guys are like, can we cut the track? No, you can't cut the track. No, you can't. 
Uh, Welton, <laughs> Welton and somebody else show up down at the gate without transponders on, which, okay, I didn't put in my email or anything about, hey, guys, make sure your transponders are on. But how do you think you're going to get scored, everybody? So they don't have transponders, so they're running up and getting transponders. There, there's anarchy with the gate picks. Will Hahn's got a cutoff shirt and short shorts. He's the 30 second. jumped on a red. Moran's jumps. The uh, wageman goes down. His bike blows up. He just about dies. Tears his knee up. And he, he should be okay. He said a bunch of fans reached out and just venmo to money. So that's awesome. Uh, oh, that, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, Moran's jumps the triple. You know, says he didn't see the lights and sends me a photo. And then Brees is like, you know, kind of cool with it. So I asked Starling, the aim. You know, I say that the what's Starling's dad's name? John. John. So I say to John Starling, like, hey, man, Moran's just jumped that. I'm pretty sure the lights were on, you know, when Wageman was down. I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, it's your race. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, just my God. Away. Yeah, that's, that's the rule of the day is just back away. Back away. So now I don't know what to do. The guys are mad. Moran's just pleading his case. You know, I, I, it's just. And then Chiz and Brees starting the back row. And, like, on in Denver, I said to the guys, I'm like, look, they're starting back row, man. They're going to get, like, sixth and seventh. And they're like, no, no, no. And Dude, they go first and third. They should have got first and second. They ripped through the pack in six, six minutes. Uh, just, I look like an idiot for that. Chiz, Chiz tells me, hey, man, I don't want to start right behind somebody because the roost is really bad. So can I just, you know, and I, I said, okay, that's fine, Chiz. I get it. Then the AMA guy tells me afterwards that Chiz's front wheel was basically by their uh, foot pegs by the time the gate dropped. Oh. He just split two dudes, <laughs> right? Just you got worked, dude. They worked. You oh, over. so bad, right? So like, uh, right. I, I got worked badly. These guys played me for suckers. Chiz is just like, thank you, <laughs> Brees. Yep. Thank you. Oh yeah. God. Oh, it's just one thing after another, man. This is how Caden all those guys feel. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You got Chiz. You got Chiz. Is what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. He chizzed all over you. He did. He chizzed on the on the promoter. He just that's what he did. And then and then Gare Bear's chuckling away there. Uh, <laughs> I told you we're privateers. <laughs> Gare Bear loving all of this, right? Like just yeah. yeah. Oh man. <sighs> I did feel bad for you from the standpoint of uh I don't have I, I wouldn't technically say I've ever been a race promoter ever. Uh but when I was coming through the industry, you know, I was working up the chain in, in the GNCC series and you realize that words have consequences, right? When there's money on the line. People are going to exploit everything you've said or haven't said to the nth degree. And maybe all I was doing was answering phone calls and emails, but there were definitely times on a race weekend where I was like, I told this guy that you could do this, and if this ends up happening this way, I'm going to have given him advice that could get him in trouble or I messed up or I shouldn't have said that. Uh. Like, I know what it's like to sweat that. So when I saw Chiz get to six on lap one, I'm like, oh, Steve's got to be sweating this now. Oh, because yeah. they're going to be yeah. going eight, eight on you saying, Back row start wasn't bad enough. And then when I saw Moran's jump, I'm like, oh, this is not a good situation to be in. So it had to be stressful. Oh. Because, yes, can they be cool? No, they can't be cool. No, nobody can there's be cool. Thousands of dollars nope. in the line. Nope. Of course they're not going to be cool. Nobody can be cool. Nope. No, because there's money on the line. <sighs> just A lot. <laughs> just yeah. So, yeah, Chiz and Brees just absolutely screwed me over. And I told those guys many times. You just fucked me. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I told them both that, like, right after the race. And Chiz is like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, Chiz. Like, <laughs> I'm just – and you know who I feel the, the most – you know who I feel badly for is, is Freddie. Freddie, Freddie wanted to be in this race. Freddie didn't qualify because he was too good. Freddie is a broke-ass privateer. And I said to Freddie, 
I should have put you in this race. I feel really bad. I'm sorry. And he didn't get in this race, and Freddie got zero, and he handled it all right. But, but Freddie deserved to be in this race and got nothing, and Brees and Chiz were rewarded with a ton of money, you know, by getting And then to make matters worse, Freddie crashes in the LCQ when he would have gotten in for sure. I th- in my opinion, he gets in for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 100%, 100%. So, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, the AMA guys had a good old laugh on Saturday morning at everything that I was dealing with. <laughs> yep, they're like, yep, right, welcome to our world. No transponders, selling, selling clothespins. You know, I mean, Carnell comes up to me and goes, Carnell comes up dollars. Carnell comes up to me and goes, "Hey man, Greco just sold his pin for a hundred bucks to Moran's. What are you going to do about that?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I didn't see the transaction go down. I don't really know. like what. Uh, yeah, but yep, great. You can't so. blame Nagy. That's a thousand bucks. Yeah, no, ne- that's that's Nagy. Nagy will kill I a man for on the concourse for a thousand bucks. Yeah, Nagy will kill a man for a thousand bucks." Uh, but yeah, we had all the awards. A Ray won um, uh, a Hero to Zero award, and um, um, uh, uh, Entignap won the Hard Charger award. The worst lap was uh, Bryson Gardner. Wageman got a bunch of money for crashing. Winnerstrom got money for wearing a kidney belt. Uh, the rider finished right behind A Ray was Gardner. Uh, uh, we got we got a thousand dollars from Lee McCollum for a rider with no mechanic, and that went to Weldon. He just rolled up there. Although he did say he had beam. But he didn't want Beam to help him, Weege. Yeah, Beam is probably a negative, right, actually. Right, Yes. Uh, yeah. Eighth place got extra money. Uh, uh, Christian Craig gave 1000 bucks to the FFL, which was Moran's. And then uh, Hannah Ray uh, gave 1000 bucks for the whole shot. That was also Moran's. Yeah. So good times. Yamaha yeah, LCQ race. Leaving Hannah Ray to the second best Instagram post of the year. Her first being... So good to see my nudes find the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good this week when she's like, to be able to see my butt there with Yamaha Motor Corporation USA <laughs> on the whole shot check. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, great. Uh, and yeah. Well, there, was, there was another OnlyFans girl named Ashley Faith. She gave Hero to Zero Award money. So, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. It's great. I got to give Wageman 100 bucks for last. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do that. How what, you gotta... What's the, do I pay you? Do I pay him? Yeah, pay, pay me. PayPal, yeah. What do I do? Yeah, yeah, PayPal me. And then I'll I'll okay. pay him, yeah, because uh, right. I, I got to send the checks out and everything. So, what a disaster! But what a successful disaster! So, yeah. <laughs> the uh. only thing, the only obstacle I think this race has, and by the way, it doesn't hurt Steve that your sponsors here, Yamaha and Fly, like you as you were insinuating, they're they're in tight with the series too. So that legitimizes it. I think the one thing that might make this tough for Feld to want to run it on Saturday, and I think being I think the fact that it got delayed and ended up racing at the last round is better because that's probably, if it's going to go long-term, that's probably how it'll be. It just, by chance, ended up that way this year. How much heat is Feld going to get when it gets more mainstream? People will be like, that doesn't make any sense. Mathis can raise all this money. Why are you guys too cheap to just pay the privateers in the first place? Yeah. They're going to get so yeah. much yeah, of that. I agree, and I heard a lot of that for sure, right? Absolutely. Yep. Like, I mean, I've said for years they should have a – Check mark when you buy a ticket. Do you want to give two dollars to privateers? Five dollars, whatever, and and that would happen. People would do that, right? So I don't know. They can listen. They were greatly great to have give me the race and everything else, but yeah, they're going to get heat for that for sure, absolutely. So that could be a reason yeah, why they why they would be like stay away from it. You know, I so, think they yeah. should do it. I really, I I'm starting to like walk through scenarios. I think you get this thing up like half a million, a million dollars. Like you let you let the average fan know. You know that this is going on each weekend, and they're this building up into Salt Lake City. 
I think the sky's the limit. I, I just I don't care about the people pushing. Why can you? Who cares? Like this this does so much good for so many people that actually need it. People are going to complain about anything. Yeah, that's just. Oh, what I know this. Nature oh yeah. Is, right. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. So w- whatever. Like if people want to complain about something really good going on, so be it. I don't care. <laughs> it's like what you know. What's the it, does the positive outweigh the negative? It absolutely does. So, in my opinion, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be great, right? Um, I think if I did it again, maybe I'll get rid of the wild card so I don't get so much heat, right? I'll just, yeah, just, you know, just if you're in the points, you're in the points. Unless your name is Stank Dog, you get in the race. You know what I mean? Here's the points. That's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's maybe what I would do in the future and just like, sorry. How much heat have you taken about that? Well, he's got a pretty big fan base, right? So yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm sure. Definitely, that's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, definitely some of the, some some heat, but like I don't I don't really care. Yeah. Like yeah, like w- w- right. the, the the thing that uh, perplexes me is he, of course, is not telling his side of the story, right? He doesn't like he knows why he's not in the race. He understands this, and I followed up with a phone call with him. He understands, yeah. but he's putting out to his followers, I don't know why I'm in this race. I don't I qualified, and I'm not allowed to race. And he's not explaining why. Like, of course, right? That's how things work in 2022. But you know why. So just accept what happened and move on. But that's nobody can do that, right? No one. Well, the people that are wondering why, they can email my sister, and she will get right back to them with why. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't – yeah, that, that's the only part that kind of bummed me out is, like, he, he's this tough, tough guy, this gnarly dude, but, like, you, you got a punishment that you know what happened why. You told, he literally told me. Don't say my name. I never want you to say my name on your show. Don't ever help me. He literally said that. Okay, great. Like, no problem. Uh, you know, and then now you're complaining and you're mad. Like, I don't understand that part. So, yes, very odd. Yeah, you're uh, just not going to ever win that one. So, yeah, it's yeah. like the AMA and Feld and your race, just everybody back away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. So, uh, all right, well. Thank you to Fly Racing, Motorsport, Renthal, Maxis, uh, Cobalinks, All Balls, uh, Onyx Maps for sponsoring this podcast. We are doing a, uh, an outdoor preview each, right, at some point? Yeah, videos. Uh, I think the plan was originally this week. I don't know if we'll actually get that together. Maybe next week. Before the outdoors. <laughs> it's got to happen this week. I can't, I can't do it. It's got to happen this week. Oh. Okay. It's got to do it this week. Okay. Well, that's good to have. Deadline. Well, I'm in Spain. I'm in Spain next week, and then we roll. That rolls me into national sales meeting for WCS. Sure. So it's it's got to happen this week. All right. So we'll be right, doing. No we'll do an outdoor uh, preview. We'll probably turn that into a pod as well for people who are wanting to hear that. Uh, right, Weege? We'll turn it into a pod. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the Supercross season. Uh, I got uh, Tomac for the title along with Craig and Jet. So that that's me. I don't know about you guys, but that's who I had all year long. Nice. I'm going with Anderson for a Supercross title this year. Nice, yep. to, nice to be right for me. So, mm-hmm. Good times. All right, everybody. Thanks, Weege. Thanks, JT. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.